Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. We continue with Derek Hashem over here, coming to you live from the Summerton Community Kailo. Beautiful, lovely Wednesday morning. And we are in Parakei, in the sec- in the fourth section, Chelek Dal Parakei. And uh, we started the second paragraph yesterday. We were in the Ramchal's introduction. The Ramchal was building up these ideas over here of differentiating between man and animal and human intelligence and animal instinct and how animals are given a habitat that they have to live in, a habitat-sensitive, environment-sensitive. Man is not given a habitat. Man is not given an environment. Man, rather, is given the ability to terraform, transform, and harness his environment to serve him. Man can really survive anywhere. Um, and that goes hand-in-hand with the fact that the man has higher intelligence, reasoning, planning, analytical skills. And as a result, though, as a result, this, the twist that the Ramchal threw out was that man, therefore, has to constantly be looking after his needs. So that's the twist that we that we begin today with. So that is the... Um, could be thought of as a disadvantage, but, you know, you can never say man is at a disadvantage compared to animals. You'd much rather We'd much rather be man than animal, I believe, and I hope, right? I'd rather be a human being than be a aardvark or something like that. But nevertheless, an aardvark, Hashem created an aardvark, then generally... It has much, more or less what it needs right there. Here's its food. Here's where it sleeps. Here's where it drinks. You know, here's where it chills. An aardvark has everything right there. You don't have to do much as an aardvark. You have to constantly be looking after your welfare and your well-being. Whereas a human being does. Does. We don't have a natural habitat, so to speak. So, so we have to constantly be minding our resources and taking inventory of our resources. And if there's... A shortage, if there's a drought, and we have to create a plan using our skills and our planning and, and, and problem-solving capabilities that, that makes us man and not animal, we have to be one step ahead of the game and be dealing with uh, diminishing, dwindling resources and be prepared for that. And essentially always be keeping stock and inventory, keeping track of our resources and our supplies, whereas animals can't do that. They don't know how to do that, but they don't need to do that, Right? They don't need to do that. Um, so, the Indian has a musal Russian. This idea that man has to keep track of his resources, has to plan ahead, has to be on top of his supplies, has two basic ideas going on beneath the scenes, behind the scenes, and and we kind of spoke a little bit at, uh, about this out just now as... Um, Intro, but let's see how the Ramchal is going to speak it out over here. The Ramchal is going to deliver to us two ideas that are going on behind the scenes, and that which distinguishes man from animal that we have to be planning and 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 on top of the on top of the situation, unlike animals. So immediately we have to think of this need that man has to look after his welfare and take care of his needs as a mila, not a chisarin, as an advantage, not a disadvantage. And the Ramchal speaks to that mouse there is black and white. And I know yesterday, when we got together yesterday, was a member of our um, distinguished Derek Hashem audience over here wanted to, was referring to that as a disadvantage that man has over animals. The animals have an advantage over man in that sense that they don't have to plan, they don't have to stockpile, they don't have to, even a good, there are animals that stockpile, that's fight to their instincts, it's not planning. As Hashem just wired them, squirrels put things away. For the winter, that's because squirrels don't hibernate and squirrels don't migrate, so squirrels have to have to have to stockpile. That's not planning ahead. 
Man has to plan. Man has to, has to deal with things like this. Man doesn't have all of his um, his needs automatically, constantly, uh, um, you know, there and wired into him. But it's not a disadvantage. It's 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 a statement, a testimony to the stature of man, the chashivusai, his 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 elevated status, his importance. He's been given the wisdom. He's been given the intelligence. He's been given the capacity to anticipate, to plan ahead, to deal with his environment, to be on top of his environment. And as such, he has to put those skills to work. So it's such a beautiful idea that Ramchal is saying you have to flip that whole thing around. Um, instead of taking like the the petulant, pessimistic take on the fact that you know we have to be on top of our supplies, we have to be, you know, monitoring the pantry and the kitchen, what are we running low on, what do we have to go, you know, get, we're running low on baking soda, and on, maybe it's God, it's God, okay, so, so, uh, we have to be on top of our baking supplies, and the milk, and the eggs, you know, and animals don't need to do these things, they don't need to what's in the fridge and go shopping and, and be one step ahead of the game and read the newspapers there's going to be a toilet paper shortage let's go start stocking up right animals don't have to do any of that so again when we're taking a, a, a lowly um, narrow perspective we say oh you know look animals have it easy have the easy life that's fakert says the Ramchal the um, greater needs that we have of of um, planning and monitoring and being on top of what's going on is the <clears throat> not just the indicator to to um, our higher intelligence and our, our higher understanding our seichel Tvuna and Daz that we mentioned yesterday, but it's a necessity. It's a necessity. Someone that has higher Das, higher Bina, higher Seichel, higher than that of the animals, has to apply it, has to put it into action. And if it's not being put into action, and we say, Umaizar Adam and Abahima Oyin. But what's the difference between man and animal? Meaning, if I'm not going to be using my intelligence to to have a more complex life than the animals, then I, I'm not really any better than the animals anymore. And and when I perceive that as a burden, when I perceive that as like, I wish life didn't have to be so complicated. Why couldn't I just be a bear? And if I'd be a bear, or it would be September, October, I would just eat a really, really, really big supper, and I'd go to sleep for six months. There's a lot of yeshiva bachram like this, right? That they just want to be bears. My kids just want to be bears, right? I'll just eat a, like a really big supper, stuff myself with pizza, with shawarma, not at the same time, and I'll, be, I'll just go to sleep for a few months. So, you know, we say, so why can't we just do that? Yeah, okay, if you want, you want to be a bear, you can, you can do that. Um, but when you're given the, the intelligence and the wisdom that a person is given, then it has to be applied. It has to be applied to my environment, to my, to my 
to my um, lifestyle. And if it's not applied, then I'm not living the life of a human. I'm not living the life of a higher being. I'm not living the life of a being with higher intelligence if I'm not using that intelligence for problem solving, for living a, a complex, living a, a, a planned out life. I'm, I'm living the life of an animal, not a person. Okay, so, so says the Ramchal, it's such an interesting insight over here. The fact that our life is so complicated is something to feel good about. The fact that we have to be, you know, checking the fridge and seeing what we're running low on. The fact that we have to, you know, make shopping lists and be organized with our shopping is something to feel good about. Wow, Baruch Hashem. I'm, I'm a human being and I'm, I, I, I live a more complex, dynamic life because that's why I'm here is to apply that intelligence and to make intelligent decisions and to make thought out decisions, to plan ahead, to, 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 um, be organized, be structured and to apply that towards the environment that I live in to make my lifestyle, a lifestyle that is in, uh, one of, of the result of intelligent decisions, the Bar Hashem. Every time I do that, I am justifying my, 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 uh, having been created as a human being and not as a zucchini. The zucchini doesn't need to do any of this. Okay? So it says that this is quite clearly. I live myself with Seichel because that's why I was given Seichel. I, I live, live my life rather. I lead my life and live my life with Seichel because that's why I was given Seichel, for it to be applied. Not for it to atrophy. Okay, the second idea behind the scenes as to why we have to be on top of supplies and planning and resources and making sure that we always have what we need at any given point in time. Is there gas in the car? You know, did I did I um, make sure that I filled up yesterday because I'm going to be in a big rush this morning? Did I, you know, make sure to stop at the right station the way back? And again, sometimes we resent these things, the, the daily grind and the need to always keep our cars maintained and air in the tires and the tires rotated and, and gas in the tank and you, did you, you know, you, you're going to pass the cheap gas station tomorrow night to wait till tomorrow night to refill. All of that, again, we come to resent it when we're resenting that we really just want to be uh, a, a bear. We want to be an artifact. We want to be a zucchini. I'd rather much, really, would, would you rather be a zucchini? You go to the hospital, we'll tell you, show you zucchinis there, unfortunately. You know? Hooked up to the life support equipment. I'll show you, I'll show you bears. I'll show you people that when the winter comes, they don't get out of bed. You know, they go to sleep for six months. And that's what you want to be? Gesundheit. Hey. But Rebunsham created us to be people. Gufa, to make these decisions, to be empowered, to put our intelligence to use, to apply our intelligence, something to feel very good about, something to feel very rewarded about. Vashaini, the second reason we have this, this, this need to be dealing with our environment, resources, planning ahead. Here we have an even deeper idea. So the first idea is already empowering, is already something that uplifts us. This is why I'm a human being, to make these decisions, right? To apply my intelligence to my environment. The second one is even loftier that takes us to spiritual realms. This takes us to matters of the spirits. Why do I have to keep gas in the tank? Why do I have to keep my car maintained? Why do I have to make sure that I'm not running low on, on, on the canola oil? And, and, uh, right? And, uh, and, and sifted flour and olive oil. Olive oil too, yes. Why do I have to be on top of all these things? 
It's so silly. Why, why do I have to deal with such mundane things? Because, because my task as not just a human being, but as a Yid, as a Jew, is to, through my applied decision-making process and through my applied intelligence, to make decisions, be busy within the mundane, to elevate the mundane. For the mundane to be refined and purified. So, my decision, my, my, my shopping and purchasing that olive oil, if I do that the right way, that olive oil can become, Shem and Zayazach, can become purified, holy olive oil that brings the light of the Shekhinah into this world just by buying an ordinary, ordinary bottle of oil. You can actually do that. Even when you're not buying it for your menorah. Let's see. That even though, yes, um, on the surface, the first step of that is now before we're 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 sinking before we rise. We're going to see that's what the Ramchal is doing over here. We're going to be. We're going to have to make a descent before the elevation. Even though, yes, we have to be busy in this world. Um, and we have to be very busy in the world of the mundane before we have a chance to elevate it, before we can bring it back, El HaKadosh. Um, there's no way we can really survive without being on top of all the aforementioned things, the shopping and, and, and the bills and the car and, and tuitions and, and, and carpools. That is a major plummet into the realm of the mundane, we're forced to make that plummet. On the first surface, it looks like a tremendous plummet. We go crashing down. The fact that we're forced to deal with all these mundanities. It's Again, it's a plummet that allows us to to rise up, to elevate. The fact that we're plunged into dealing with all these mundane aspects of this world and we have to, and, and you can't deactivate yourself. You can't just pull out of life. You can't pull out of this world. It's the Yerida that brings us, Aliyah that brings us growth. As we explained much earlier in the Sefer, we had that at length. The island remembers way back in the beginning of Derech Hashem that it is by facing these tasks and being busy with the mundane and making those decisions correctly and not being brought down by the mundane, but, but using my refined human and Jewish intelligence and seichel to make the correct decisions within the mundane, use the mundane to facilitate all matters that are holy and worth pursuing. So I and now take that necessary descent to the mundane and it became my calling in life, it became my elevation in life. Um, so now where's the Ramchal going with us? We all want to know, what does this have to do with davening? I think Stan was starting to ask that yesterday. What does it have to do with davening? We have a very, very colorful, very long-winded discussion over here in this, in this parak about how there's a difference between man and animals. Animals' habitat, man's habitat. Now, man lives one way and animals live differently. What it means to be a man, not an animal. Resource being on top of our needs and supplies. And why? What does it have to do with davening? So we're almost there. Um, so, even though it's true that this descent... Is a necessary descent. There's no two ways about it. A person has to be involved with this descent into this world. Hine, and again, and you can't pull out of it. A person is not put into this world to say, "I don't want to have anything to do with this world." That's that's incorrect. You don't. You're not here to run away from being here. Hine, 
Mitzar Acher Tzorach Shaloi Tarbe Yoiser Mimasharoi. Let that be light. A person still can't overdo it. You can't overdo that descent. Do we get too involved in this world? Get too caught up, let's say, in our shopping, in our cooking, in our cars. There's a way of getting too caught up in your car. You know? Um, I, I, you know, we used to have neighbors across the street. Not, not Yidin, but they moved away. They had a whole avoida that revolved around their car. Their car was 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 an item of worship. It was a worshipful car. And every single we had the same the same same cycle, same um, um, like clockwork. You know, you could set your clock by them, set your watch by them. I think it was every every Sunday they all went to church. They all got dressed up and they went to church. They were nice people. They are good people. They are good neighbors. But every Shabbos, for them, their Saturday, they had a whole mahalach of, of, of uh, taking care of their cars. A whole mahalach. So it began, whenever it began, I don't know, 9 a.m., 9.30, there would first be, they had this, 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 uh, this jet hose, this jet washer thingy. And they would wash down, and they had, had a special. Then they would soap it, and then dry it, and then wax it, and then check it. You know, uh, tighten it, and check the things, and check the bolts, and check the tires, and check the pressure, and 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 the windows, and the the uh, the uh, under the hood, above the hood, under the car, above the car, behind the car. And it was the entire day. And it was just like a weekly thing. It became a, it was a ganz avoido, a ganz avoido, and and. Uh, and um, so there is such a thing, you know. It's not just about car maintenance, about anything in life. That that although that descent into the mundane is necessary, it's required, and to run away from it is incorrect. And I'm here to deal with the life. I'm here to apply my seichel, bin and 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 das to life. That's what is is, is defines me as a human being. It's possible to overdo it in any area of life, any aspect of life. It's possible to. With my seichel, with my bina, with my das, to get too involved in all these decisions, too involved in all these complexities, anything can become too much of a focus in of itself. Again, whether it's the car, whether it's the shopping, whether it's the cooking, whether it's the vacations, all of these are necessary environments that I have to have as part of my placement here in this world, but it's possible to overdo any of them, and all of them. Um, even with my my seichel, right? Even with my das, you know, to overdo it. Um, key. The more I get involved in this world, I'm drifting and getting further and further away from the or elyon. If I allow this world to become a pursuit in of itself, so very interesting. You know, almost a paradox over here. Very fine line that has to be walked. If I run away from this world, I'm 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 losing out on the opportunity for the mundane to allow me to elevate myself and bring me back to the I need to be involved in the mundane to realize my purpose in life and to to have a dvekas Hashem. I have to be involved in the mundane correctly and properly to do it. And if I run away from the mundane, 
I blow my potential. If I overdo the mundane, I also blow my potential because then I'm allowing the mundane to become the focal point of my of my human intelligence and I invite her running away from the Rebbein Shalom. So again, there's that fine line that has to be found in the middle. The Rebbein Shalom has now given us an approach to that fine line, to walking that fine line. Now, is where we begin to see how everything is coming together so beautifully. Ramchal has been telling us a lot of things that seem to be not so in, related to davening, not so immediately connected to the subject of tefillah, even though we're talking about tefillah. He built up a lot of ideas, now we can see he's going to string them all together and tie them up in one very neat package that, that, that is going to produce a whole new take on davening. And we're going to see now that davening is essentially, and this is his second take on davening, he gave us a first take, that was in Simon Aleph, davening is an approach to finding that balance, that fine line. Meaning, I have to be on top of life, planning, resources, shopping, being involved in the realm of the mundane. I have to be involved in the realm of the mundane. If I underdo it, I blow my potential. If I run away from the mundane, I run away from involvement in this world, I'm blowing my potential because I'm not here to run away from this world. I wasn't put in this world to run away from the world to escape and lock myself up in, 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 uh, in, in uh, you know, find a vinkel somewhere and sit and learn. I'll say, no, no, that's not why I was put here. I wasn't put here to run away from the here. But at the same time, I wasn't put here to immerse myself in the here. I wasn't put here to get too caught up in, you know, the best restaurants and the best recipes and the best ingredients and the best car and the best car maintenance and making all that into a way in of itself. I wasn't put here for that either. Getting too caught up in the planning, in the resources, in stockpiling and taking care of the mundane. How do I walk that fine line that's exactly there in the middle, not drifting too far either way, that understanding that I have to be involved in the mundane, understanding that I have to be busy with this world, but not being too busy with this world, that is tefillah. Listen carefully. Listen listen up. Everybody say, this is a big wow. This is the wow wow of the week. has provided a mahalach. How to get that fine line to that fine line, how to walk that tightrope. How to find that balance. That's this process in which I prepare myself. I stand before the Ebishter. I stand before the Rebbein Shalom. I make it clear that I need all my needs met. I have needs and they will be met by Hashem Himself. And I leave it to Hashem to take care of my needs. My needs are being requested from the Rebbein Shalom, and I see that all my needs are being taken care of by the Rebbein Shalom. So let's come back to the, let, let's continue. We're going to come back to that in a moment. Because that raises Klali, the Ikri, Lechol Hishtad Lusai. This is the first step in any Hishtadus that I make, in any involvement that I'm going to have in this world. Being, being it, going at, to, to work in the morning, going at shopping, going at, take care of my car. First and foremost, it begins with Tfilah. Davening, for all my needs to be taken care of by Hashem, and they're only exclusively taken care of by Hashem. To the degree that if this is the first step in me being involved in the world, so then when I move on from that and I actually am involved in this world, I am not going to be any longer getting too caught up, overdoing it, overindulging in the realm of the mundane, the realm of the physical pursuits being that I already began my day, began my ishtalus by saying, 
that that uh, everything is being granted by the rebbeinu from all my needs, you know, all aspects of my life in the mundane itself are being supplied by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But Laisia, you read does, you read the rabbah, and that even when I make the descent, I have to be involved in the shopping, I have to be involved in cooking, in cleaning, in eating, in going to a job. It's not going to be a pursuit in of itself, a descent in of itself. Getting too caught up. It's an extension of an, a, a, a continuation of, of the cornerstone that I already planted. The first step that I already took over here, which is that it's all about being supplied by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore coming back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Period. That wraps up this paragraph. So let's just digest what he just told us and try to put this together. He just gave us an astounding idea over here. A whole new take on davening. And davening is there as, as, as a means for us to be able to have that exact perfect and delicate balance between having too little to do with this world and having too much to do with this world. And as he said, we have to be involved in this world and that's what makes us human as opposed to animal. That's what makes us human as opposed to animal. We have to... We can't run away from this world. We can't shy away from it. We have to be involved, but with the right balance. When we get too involved, and we're blowing it, distancing ourselves from the Rebbein Shalom, and we don't get involved enough, we're never going to realize our potential. So how do we how do we find that balance? By davening. And what are we doing when we're davening? And how does that address this, this need? And how does this give us that balance? Because davening is doing two things. It's recognizing that everything is being supplied by Hashem. And it's a statement that, okay, Hashem, I am handing my needs over to you. Hashem, all needs are supplied by you. That's on a global, universal level. Akash Baruch, you're the source of all needs. You're the source of all needs. And I personally am handing those needs over to you. Hashem, please, you take care of my needs. And what happens when we make that statement? Two things come at. A, if every day we're talking about Borei Cholenu, Hashem, Hashem, give me Parnasa, give me a good Parnasa. And we're talking about Reiva, Nienu, Riva, Rivenu, Hashem, help us with all my daily strife, all the friction that I have going on in my life with my peers and coworkers, etc. When we, when we say, Hashem, you know, you're in charge of these things. You're in charge of Parnasa. You're in charge of Darkei Shalom. You're in charge of making sure I get along with people. We're saying, A, this is a godly matter. This is something that is godly. This is something that a Jew does. It's not something that the ideal is to run away from. If the ideal is to run away from this world, from life, from from work, from earthly matters, then why am I stating that that comes from Hashem? If it's antithetical to God, if it's something that's in conflict with God, why am I ascribing it to God? Why am I ascribing it to God? So that's the first idea that helps me avoid going too far to the extreme of asceticism, of precious, of running away from this world. If I really believe in that philosophy that this world was a built-in contradiction to God, why in Shemon Ezra am I saying that everything is coming from God? Baruch Atah Hashem, Nivorech Hashem, Ki Right? You, Hashem, you're the source of everything. But we find ourselves constantly saying again and again, Nishman Esrei, Ki Ato, Ki Ato, Baruch Ato, 
you're the source of this, you're the source of, 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 of everything, you're the source of all the resources. So clearly, these are not items that on their own are antithetical to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or Astira, to Godliness. That's helping me avoid the extreme on that side. And on the other hand, in terms of not drifting too far, not descending too far into this world, when I say, okay, Hashem, you're the source of Parnasa, so Hashem, I'm being mashlich, as the Ramchal says, Yehovi, Alecha, I'm casting my burden upon you, you personally, please, exclusively, take care of my Parnasa, I want my Parnasa to be coming from you and only from you, you give Parnasa to the entire world, you give healing to the entire world, you give shalom, peace to the entire world, let me receive that shalom also and that, and that, and that parnasa also. It's helping me avoid the other extreme as well. It's reminding me and maintaining this clarity that all that is worldly is a connection between Hashem and myself and is a scene or a pipeline that projects from Hashem directly down to me. And as such, as such, I have to, on my end of things, make sure that it remains that way. If, you know, I'm able to appeal to Hashem, Hashem, continue to give me parnasa, to get, continue to give me money, continue to give me everything mm-hmm. I, I need, and then I start, you know, getting too over-involved in that, indulging too much in myself, um, and and making it into a pursuit that just drags me down, and I'm no longer allowing that parnasa to be a pipeline that's coming from Hashem down to me. I kind of stole it from Hashem, and 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 became self-absorbed, and and made it into something that's no longer uh, an active link between God and me. It became something that's just um, uh, there to further me, myself, and I to to make myself more. Um, pampered over here in this world to indulge in my needs more and to, you know, to further my own enjoyment uh, of this world. It's no longer a, a pipeline between Akash Baruch and myself. So when I have tefillah three times a day that I'm A, continuously making a statement that all needs come from Hashem, I, it's a constant reminder and constant refresher that everything in this world is there um, for godliness, it has the potential to create the connection. And when I say Hashem extends some of that godliness to me, it's again a constant reality check that the whole purpose of getting these resources is for that connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which allows us to to uh, not to, to steer clear of not drifting too far to the other extreme, which would sever that pipeline, sever that link, and take all those resources that Hashem wants to wants to give me is giving me to make that connection. And instead, take that all for myself. We avoid the other extreme as well. So this is the second aspect of tefillah. Very, you know, again, this is a this is a very deep idea over here. Something that uh, uh, let this percolate, let this roll around a little bit, Rabbi Yisai. But that's the Ramchal's second take on what davening is there uh, is there for. Mitzvah Hashem. Tomorrow we will continue and move on to um, Gimel. The next paragraph here in tefillah. Yes. Everyone be well.